You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, everybody? Today's podcast is brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. Go check us out. Go, we got a lot of merch, caps, a lot of stuff going on over there. And also follow me at Hoya Rock, H-O-Y-A-R-O-C-357 on Instagram. You're going to get any show updates and anything and everything smoking word. Make sure to spread the word. Subscribe. Now it's time to set it off. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the smoking word. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. What's the word, party people? Yo, the Smoking Word. We're finally back. I didn't really do a proper introduction, but we've been gone for a little while, maybe four years or some shit like that due to technical difficulties, due to pandemic fuckeries and all that good shit. But um, I'll do a proper fucking introdu- reintroduction later on. I figured um, during this whole fucking lockdown shit, we'll bring back the shit talking. And I said, I had to think really good and said, who's one of the best shit talkers I know? And boom, oh, shit. today, guitar extraordinaire from one of my favorite hardcore bands, my boy Richie Mancuso from the band Wisdom and Chains. How you doing? I appreciate that, man. Thank you. <laughs> you know how to gas you up. Shit talking is nah. a good, a high honor in this business. You know, and you know, especially coming from me, who I like to crown myself the the chief cowabunga of shit talking. <laughs> you are good at it, man. The big kahuna, the big kahuna of shit talking. That's that's but, the truth. But um, now I feel you know it's been a while, especially you guys. You guys been telling me when I should be bringing this shit back. I've been wanting to bring this shit back for a while, but um, it's I was really been go- four years. I, I don't know, but I think so. I'm just throwing. Wow. A, it's crazy. It's longer than you than you think, but the whole you know, I've been wanting to do it, but um, been lazy with it. But during this whole fucking pandemic fuckery shit, it basically lit fire under my ass with a lot of shit. You know what I mean? That's what I was gonna mm-hmm. ask you. Everybody's talking about, of course, this pandemic fuckery and all this shit and whatever, whatever way you want to think about it. You know, if it's real or fake or whatever, whatever. What I want to know is this. Were you, were you locked down over there, right? Like, I mean, what's the deal yeah. over there in Pennsylvania? Like, uh, it's in on uh, stage what? Fucking. It's been, it's been what? on lockdown. You could go to the grocery store, but, you know, the mask is in effect, but it's been in effect. So when I'm watching the news and people are saying, oh, this guy just said you got to wear a mask. I'm like, oh, shit, it's been like that over here since like April. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy because I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even got. I, a tele- I got a television with just fucking Netflix and Amazon Prime, so I don't even watch the news. Not yeah. on purpose to be one of these fucking, oh, I don't watch the news people, but I just don't got fucking basic cable. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, but in a way, I like it because, you know, I start hearing about, you know, everybody else's versions of what they think is going on, especially in the state I live because I'm coming at you from uh, my cave in South Florida. Mm. But... um. Yeah, so my whole shit is this. So this is what I was wondering because I talked to you a little bit here and there. What the fuck have you been doing? I know you guys worked on some music, but in general, what have you been doing? Because I'm going crazy. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know about everybody else. Early on, like the, like uh, Joe has just got back to work. 
So he's working again. Luke never stopped working. Yeah. He worked all through it. He was at JFK. He was at all these these spots considered essential doing construction. Mav, uh, the guitar player, I don't know if he's working or not. If he does, he usually works from home anyway. Digging. He's Evan digging. does local he shit. And he don't listen to nobody. He, he's been working. <laughs> so we, we've been working for the most part. Other than that, though, like, uh, yeah, concentrating on writing songs right now because why not? You know what I mean? You you know, I always see you working with your updates. You got shit going on. We yeah. said this is the time. This is the time to write and record. And so you got to go in the studio. I saw you guys go in the studio. Yeah. Was that for something recording or like demo? Or you would like, that's something that's going to be released. That's going to be released. Uh, it's going to be a split seven inch on Fast Break Records with a band called Sharp Shock from uh, California. And uh, two songs a piece, a cover song and an original so we said, yo, let's get this out of the way. Let's do it. And then by the time the pandemic's over, we'll have something ready to come out. And this shit is already like old news. You know what I mean? Like we thought this thing would be over <laughs> in a few weeks, like they said. So, but now yo. we're working on an album. So, you know, we just keep on. And, and if, if we can't play until an album's out, then at least we got some material coming out, you know? Yeah, no, that's good. That's, that's exact. I mean, I already had started working on the new Mabel, but it definitely... Well, it took a pause for a minute, but um, that was the plan. You just start stacking up riffs, and I was thinking now's the time for any band to start, yeah. you know, to yeah. start building. And I know you guys are always jamming, but and then I saw um, you guys in the studio. Now, let me ask you this. When you first went back to the studio, was anybody from the band weird with being with each other in a fucking closed room? We weren't weird with it because we were jamming out right here in the basement. This is where we set up shop. But the this engineer was a little bugged out, this little dude named Richie. He was and, shook. And then when he got, yeah, when he got the heads up that Luke works at JFK in New York, and that's where he's been working, he was second-guessing if he made the right decision. But we said, listen, Luke took a test. You're going to be good. But, yeah. you know, we're still yeah, waiting yeah. for Luke to take that test, though. I don't know if he, if he ever did. But, <laughs> no, yeah, but the guy, he, he didn't care. Once we got started, he didn't care, you know. Because yeah, it's pretty funny. Like um, so, like I was gonna say, um, I ended up going to New York because, as you know, and I want to say this off the top, my mom's passed away not because of this COVID shit or whatever, but unfortunately, it happened during this whole COVID shit. So I had to go to New York, and I wanted to say, officially, a big thank you to everybody. Everybody who reached out, everybody who donated, everybody who looked out in whichever way, anybody who prayed, anybody who sacrificed a baby or whatever. No, no, don't do that. No <laughs> sacrifice a baby. But what I mean, anybody who did whatever their religious belief or whatever it is and threw it towards me and my family, we felt it. And again, this is why I'm, I, I may not say it enough, but we come from the best scene in the world and Truth. I ain't trying to shit on no other scene, but when when it when the shit comes down to it, you know, um, our world reaches out, you know, which is dope. And I want to say to you and all the wisdom camp, it was great to see you guys and all that good shit. But what I was saying is, um, also going to New York, it was weird because we went there during stage one. It was still right. It was stage one or whatever you call it, right. Is that yeah? The, it was still in the first stage. Yeah. And. You know, obviously we were we had to be real careful and all that, but I saw how some people would react. What I saw people with gloves, I saw some people that wouldn't hug you, and then some people that would hug. So I knew yeah. 
everybody reacts different to this shit. The people that I didn't expect to be weird with it, some of them were weird with it, and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, and, and where you had the, uh, the viewing was, and of course, our condolences, and uh, what a rough time. You know, for that to happen at any time is horrible, but especially during this, it probably was so many, so many hurdles to jump to make things happen, you know? But uh, the neighborhood that it was in, when I was there in Queens, I was told that was like the epicenter of the world as far as infections and breakouts. And that yeah, was pretty so, crazy. Yeah, so that's Corona Queens. That's my old neighborhood. And How weird that, is that, that Corona Queens is the epicenter for the Corona? I know. And, 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 a, and a big part of it is, you know, um, there's a lot of people living on top of each other. It's very crowded. And the fact is, it's a it's a Latin community, and a lot of the Latin community are the ones that make the city heart beat. As far as the kitchens and you know, um, um, staffs at these buildings and stuff. So these people were working throughout a lot of shit, and you know, we could go into politics with that whole shit. But the fact is that you know what I mean. That was a lot of the nightlife people and the people that couldn't get time off or take off of work or you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, it's pretty crazy that we had to go into the belly of the beast during that time. But um, which was we lucked out in was um, that I got homeboys that lost family members and they weren't even able to go, um, you know, have a wake yeah. or even be there at the burial. So I heard I heard about some of those uh, circumstances. Unbelievable, man. It's fucking horrible. You know, this whole shit is horrible. But I I thank God. Yeah, I believe in God. <laughs> Not to all you, you Satan worshippers out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, who does that? <laughs> but um, you know, shout out to Eric Rutan and all you devil worshipping metalhead dudes out there, <laughs> and, and Paul and Paul for fucking Black Anvil. But um, <laughs> I was at, I feel blessed that we were lucky enough to be able to give my mother the send off that she deserved, and. The you know everybody coming together is what my family needed. You know you need to see it, feel it yeah. too. You know so. But yeah, um, during during those times to be alone is the worst. Like yeah, to be alone and just dwell in, in in everything. Like just to have something to do. Even like I almost think it's an intentional thing to have to have you know okay you, someone in your family died now you have to do this now you have to do that it's almost like gives you these things to do keep your mind occupied with the next task instead of just dwelling on these horrible things man exactly it keeps your mind going and i get the idea of awake well wakes in the old old days they said were to make sure the dude was dead you know like the cowboy day yeah that's what i heard wakes wow. were to make sure that person was dead so if they owed money or they were getting looked for, you know, you could prove it. But <laughs> I, it's I bet crazy. you some dude scammed then. Some dude's like, oh, absolutely. Tell him I'm dead. You, you owe money. Oh, if you he's got, dead, I want to go to the wake. I got to watch him for a few hours. That's sure. right. Or if you got one side piece too many. And, oh, shit. And one girl gets your email address and then it's a wrap. You got a BM <laughs> on each, each side of the coffin looking at you, waiting for you to open one eye. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but, I saw that. Well, again, shout out to the world for looking out and feeling it. I felt it. And again, again, I do this shit talking to give you guys something. Since I can't give you money, I can give you some fucking some time to kill with, with fucking me and my people. But yeah. um, all right. So that was my whole thing. People were, you know, that whole, you know, I, I we traveled in and out 
pretty easy, thank God, you know, and everybody's good on this side. Nobody got sick. So, you know, that's good. But um, what I did notice during this whole shit, once that slowed down and even right before it, I found myself bugging out even and though I hate saying jail, I say it joking around because, you know, we know people that were in jail for real. But I got that mentality. I really felt like, you know, I started working out. You start watching how you eat. You start thinking of people, you know, of your life. You start thinking of uh, other people's life. You start thinking, what am I doing with my life? And that's what's still being allowed to go shopping. You know, then I start thinking about the people that got to look at the at a four wall, wall cell fucking hours a day. You know what I mean? And, wow. and don't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, and you know, that and, takes me back to, to the spoken word podcast. One of my favorite, cause I like podcasts, kill time. You, you travel a lot. So podcast comes in handy. I travel a lot plus to do this stupid commute. So I'm always listening to podcasts, but one of my favorite single episodes of any podcast was your podcast with Scott E. Banks. Yeah. Because that first time you had him on and he, the way he was, he was just fire with the tongue. You know, yeah, he was giving a perspective of, of things that you know you wouldn't you wouldn't think, and it makes you like you just said thankful. You know, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, like especially with him, because you know, um, I had questions that I also found real interesting and crazy, and you know, that's why we listen to podcasts. You try to get perspectives, yeah, you try to get entertainment, and sometimes you get a perspective of an angle you never seen. Somebody else's head, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's the thing that people got to realize because some people, I'm a hard-headed guy. So if you tell me shit, I don't want to hear it sometimes. But if yeah. I hear it, yeah. it, 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 I, it absorbs in a different way. Yeah. But that's why I was asking. So you were lucky that you were able to work and kind of keep you, you know, a little bit busy. But did you find anything else out of your daily routine that did your brain start fucking with you in any way? Or... You know, your, your daily routines, did you add something to it? Did you change something to it? I go for a walk with my girl, like, every night. Go for uh -huh. a walk un under the stars, you know, see the – every time there's a full moon, look forward to a full moon, seeing it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it sounds crazy, but every night outside of maybe two nights because of rain, uh -huh. I did that every night since this since this whole thing started. So that, stuff that's, like, like that. a good thing. That's, like, a good thing, like, you – um. Spending That's a good more time with your people. Yeah. Well, the, well, the people that you can, you know, but you got, you got close friends that you can't see at all, you know? I know. But uh, outside of, of that, you know, I'm the kind of dude, like I kind of, you know, if, if you tell me there's a, a nuclear missile headed this way, you know, what are you going to do? I ain't sweating it. Let's, you know, let's eat one more meatball hero and call it a day. But <laughs> I can see why people are bugging right now. I could understand. You know what I mean? It's just personally, I'm like, ah, you know, what are you going to do? Nothing yeah. you can do. So, you know, let's do this. Let's do this, whatever we can do, you know? Yeah. And, and let me ask you, did, is, your, does your, is your girl working or she's not working? She you was know? working early on from home because of her, uh, she was uh, living in Chicago. Yeah. And, and uh, she was doing stuff from home. She's like a district manager over all these, these stores. And, uh, so she would just sign on the computer, have meetings that way, kind of like what we're doing now, but for, for work. But was what was interesting with her work was during the riots, she could sign into all of her stores and see a live oh. feed. We were watching those oh. stores get looted in real time, yo. Yeah, and I'm Addy, not even, that's nuts, yo. I'm not even kidding. One store. 
they banged out the back door. They go in. You see, you see a woman walking in with a little baby. Like the whole neighborhood went in this joint. One was holding a baby. I was like, this is some wild times, bro. This is crazy. I, I believe it. I know, I know this was a crazy thing when I saw it looked like some white lady or so it might have been like some Asian lady or I don't know what she was, but she was walking out with a cheesecake. Wow. Literally, there's a riot going on walking out of a store with a cheesecake. And, yeah. uh, but you know what I was um what I was wondering was this. Oh, so your girl, she she's been mentally all right as far as. Yeah, routine. she gets a little she gets bummed out like a little bit. You know what I mean? So I try to, you know, do a little clown and dance, you know, cheer him up a little bit, do what I got to do. Yeah. But yeah, she does. You know, I see that. The, My sister, I see her doing, you know, getting bummed out. This is ridiculous with the whole summer shot. Uh, I can't take this. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, so, that I agree. Yeah. That's like the petty way of looking at things. The thing that was fucking with me was, you know, okay, one, you know, you think about work because everybody yeah. knows musicians got hit hard and everybody in the music business. But, um, yes, you know, I, you know, I, like I said, you could still literally go outside if wanted. You sure you can yeah. do a lot of things, but something about that shit started getting to me. Like, I bet, man. I, you know, I don't know. Is also the looking at my future. What is my future? Because yeah. of this whole thing, one. But also, like, I don't think I've been home this long, this this you know, in a straight clip, in like twenty five years. It was something called cabin fever. Yes. Yeah. And, that's a real and, thing. And that's what I'm saying. I literally, I wake up every day. I'm fucking doing dumbbells. I'm doing fucking uh, <laughs> Hindu squats. I'm doing. Wow. I, I'm doing a, a swooping, a sleeping dog. What's that shit? That one the, yogi that, position. Yeah, yeah I, I heard of it, but yeah, I saw it. I, I saw yeah. Adam Blake do it. I don't really do it. I watch Adam Blake do it. Yeah, he's good at that shit. Yeah, he's good. And yo, that's, that's good. You're working out though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, again, like in jail, you know, like I, yeah. I started getting understand how people in jail start watching when they eat, they start working out, and how it helps your brain kind of readjust yeah. when that's all you got. That's all you got, you know. Yeah. When you got options that, to do other shit, usually working out is like one of the last things I'll do, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's you said it right there. That I think it's the lack of options is what's fucking what is that we took for yeah. granted. Like, well, we always we could just go to a movie. We could just go walk into a fucking store. Yeah. We could just go to our favorite restaurant, sit down and eat something. You know what I mean? And, and I, I miss shows, bro. I uh, miss the shows. That's... You know, I was one of those dudes that I would be like, I was never like the 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 fake angry older guy who'd be like, yeah, I hate shows. You know, I was like, I love shows, but yeah. I realized how much I really loved them and missed them. Yeah. Like again, like you know, um, that's I, our social this was life. the black and blue, absolutely, and you don't realize mm -hmm. it till it's gone. I, yeah. I I I never waited for a black and blue more than this one. Like this was gonna be literally. so good too, man. You know, and besides the bill, just the point. Like I literally said, I want to see all my people from the the ones I don't like very much to the ones I love. <laughs> I was want to be able to see them, yeah. And just give them a, a fist bump or give my, the ones I love the hug or if it's the one to talk shit about. I was like, man, like oh, it's it's basically a lost holiday, is what it is. It's yeah. like a it's like a yeah. year without Christmas. You know, let's be yeah. honest. For people like us, it's a year without Christmas. Yeah, and, and it's fucking and 
again, you know, a Christmas every other year, it's oh, it just becomes oh, it's just Christmas. But when you yeah. don't have it, mm-hmm. it's like that thing. You don't know what you got till you lose it kind of thing. Cinderella but, songs, um, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Oh, talk to Eric. Hair metal. Uh, Alan Tom Eric. <laughs> yo, what a guy. Have yo, have yo. you ever seen The Office, the movie, the TV show, The Office? No, I know the show. I seen a couple of episodes, but I never followed it much. There's a guy on there that it's whenever he talks, I think of Eric, this one dude. I don't know the character's name, though. He's like a big guy with just, he's kind of bald on top with hair on the side. And every time he talks. I know like, the guy you're talking about. Yeah. He kind of has a phrasing. Maybe it's, he's imitating like a Lehigh Valley kind of, because I know it takes place in PA somewhere, but he just reminds me of Eric's like phrasing and stuff. I don't know why. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Actually, I'm going to get him on here one of these days. You know, Yo, that guy. You got to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. He's, uh, you know, how he came up in the kickboxing world. Very, very fucking interesting. Very crazy, yeah. unique. But and this how is many what I was going to tell you. Oh, go, go, go. Oh, no, no, no. He had, he had, I think he won three, no, no, four world, t- three or four world titles, but I only claim, let him claim one and a half. How come? Because I can't give him too much pride. <laughs> One and a half is time. nice, yo. He should be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I say. He's lucky I, he's even on my yeah. radar. Like I he's say, lucky he's you didn't write his Wikipedia. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. I'm going to fix his Wikipedia. No, 1.5 um, belts. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, no, what I was going to say, you're talking about the office. That's what I was going to ask you next. Have you been following anything or watching anything new? Because remember in the beginning of this whole shit, it was the lion, the 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 Lion King. No, it was the Tiger King craze. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that was the big talk that killed the first two, three months of this pandemic fuckery yeah. shit. Yeah. Have you been watching anything new? Have you fucking discovered anything new? I was watching a show, I think it's uh I think it was on Netflix called The Order. Oh, and it's, pre- right. it's pretty I, I goofy. It's pretty goofy, but it was entertaining. Kind of like about, uh, um, I don't know what the hell you would call it, like a, a secret society in college of of kids that do magic and shit like that. And there's a werewolf fraternity fighting them. Totally ridiculous. But it, oh, it Dungeons killed, and Dragons. Yeah, Dungeons it killed like four or five days. You know what I mean? But like you said, like I was never one to bulk watch all this stuff. But during this thing, that Tiger King definitely killed a few weeks for me you know yeah and when no, that, that when that ended i was kind of like damn what, what i'm gonna do now like push-ups all day doritos and push-ups <laughs> like i gotta have something else to do but yeah not I know. too much man i'm not like a super crazy movie guy i rewatched yeah. goodfellas rewatched casino i was thinking about starting the sopranos over but yeah uh, it takes a little more discipline than i have to sit there you know and like yeah like, you know i was the same way but you know what I fucking binge watch is Survivor. I think me, Scott Vogel, and one other person is the, the, the TV show. Are the only three people on the planet I know that watch this. I feel like a moron. But somebody else must be watching this show because they got 36 seasons yeah, or some it's shit. It's really popular, but I don't personally know anyone until you now that ever watches it. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, I watch it because it's also like a soap opera in the way that you don't got to really pay attention to every second to it, you yeah. know, and you kind of jump in and out, you know, there's people you hate, people you like, and then you keep it moving. Yeah. But, um, 
but yeah, this whole I, you know everybody had the tiger the Tiger King thing, and then you know now you know everybody is done with that. Now everybody's a news reporter, you yeah. know, and that's why I was also I, I was you know the new everybody's reporting the news and like I have people you, telling me about what's going it? on in my own state. Like what? Are, what news? are you? Well, with what people like people your peers with what your peers think of this thing? Are you watching? Are you taking notes how divided people are just over like just current events right now? Oh, absolutely. But it to me, it was it was nothing new except now people get to see. It's like when you take the screen over television and you see all the insides now. It was yeah. always there. But there was something in front of it covering it, feeding you a product that all those pieces make. So, you know, a lot of people, oh, it's this way it's that way it's always been that way now they got a platform to to rock on that side you know it's like um oh oh, now everybody's surprised that a president is doing some foul shit on the side guess what that's been going on since the the first caveman running his fucking tribe he was banging some other cave woman on the side stealing somebody else's clubs you know what i mean and selling it to another tribe you know what i mean everybody acts so surprised and they want to think that if it ain't my guy, the other guy's the good guy. When mm. nobody's thinking, hey, maybe everybody's bad, except one's presentation might be better than the others. Yeah. You know what I but mean? But there could be, levels the of, big- uh, could be levels of their badness, though, no? All right. Um, okay. One, oh, one is a pedophile. And the other one sends um, drone strikes and kills millions of little kids. You pick well, what's worse. Well, that was a, is that's the only options you give me. Look it, I got it. We got to go hard or go home. Damn. My point is I ain't backing nobody, but there's some foul shit on every level where that yes. whole pedophile shit is the worst, hands mm-hmm. down. And all that and any force shit on anybody, that sh- that, all that type of shit has no room, has yeah. no place on this planet or any planet because if you gotta fucking force anything to happen that that tells you the type of person you are you know what now I mean? when you're talking you, you know, pedophile you gotta, who you who you talking about no there's a lot of people i'm not talking about yeah. any because that's specific, like the new thing but you like know, exactly could, could just the term and the attack of you're a pedophile could that just be the new like silver Absolute. bullet absolutely yeah. everybody finds a buzzword it was selfie a couple of months ago pandemic is the new one and pedophile is that you know people that have been sexually abused or have children that's been first of all that's fucking i I can't even think about it horrific but horrific in every way so the people that are using those words just to to manipulate or to 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 get a story that's fucking almost as bad as, as you know as doing it because you're you're trying to bank off somebody suffering, which yeah. is just as bad in my book. You know what I mean? But um yeah. I've you know, again, that's nothing new. Um, um we know about uh, what was his name? That old director. He had a you know, famous director, everybody John we- Weinstein. He left the country because oh that guy no, okay. before him, the the, yeah. the movie director. Yeah, the movie director back in the day. Um, 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 Coppola? One of the, I forgot what his name, but he got, in the, uh, it was one of these guys who got caught with a, a younger girl. 
Yeah. You know, he, he got had to sent live away. overseas. He got exiled. Yeah. yeah, but but then that's it. Okay, fine. His movies ain't boycotted. His nothing is nothing. Now you call somebody a spick. You call somebody a fag. Oh, you call oh. somebody all these words. No, but now that I know what you mean. in the, this day and age gets right away. You're, you're you don't even get a chance to explain yourself. Yeah. Which look at we all know we all grew up a certain way and and we've also grown and obviously everybody has a place in this world you know what mm-hmm. i mean well, you know who you're with sexually they got it's kind that's literally the last shit that should be on anybody's business period mm-hmm. but um now they using buzzwords which i don't like how they do that because um you could slander somebody you know in, in a very serious way you know, just again to, to to sell your agenda, and my whole thing is um, there's a everybody's using that to also push their should I you know it, it, somehow they leak pedophiles to wearing a mask. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. What is what is like, that like? N- not like directly like that, but like oh well, if you back this guy up, he's known for a pedophile ring. This guy yeah. is also you know, a left wing or right wing or whatever. Yeah. And he, his beliefs are this. So he, he believes all this, you know, they, 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 they shape shift their, you know, um, their, I like that. their name calling to, yeah, to their name calling to direct you mm-hmm. into the way you should think. And that's my problem with this. But over here, like I hear a lot, again, I'm in the, in the South. Florida is a very interesting area. Because it's trash, the dirty huh? south. Yeah, but it, it ain't just that. You also have a lot. Look at you got white trash, but you got white trash everywhere. That's America. Yeah, PA is the shout kingdom out. of that shit. I, you know, shout out to all my white trash people out there. You know, we got love for you. But you have southern white, you know, f- southern Florida style whites, yeah. and you have a big Latin community. Yeah. Now, in Florida, the Latin, there's a big. A Republican Latin community down here. The Cubans. It's they tend, yeah. All that comes from the days of Fidel and communism. Then yeah. that goes into its own thing, and and you know that's a whole nother story. But um, I've seen and I see in the South the walls that the world is seeing now. How they're talking about, let's say Donald Trump saying, "Oh, now you see the division with people." That division was always there, and in the south it was always drawn like that like mm. it's you hear the n-word you hear you know the the spick word you hear the whatever like it's it's literally black white latins and latins tend to go with the whites more mm. in some areas where in other areas latins and blacks are more together you know what i mean it's weird how the demo how it works for where which part of the state you live in so yeah. I've been hearing a lot of, you know, down here, it seems like they're still on that wild, wild west shit where, which I back some of it where, yeah, I don't need the government telling me to live my life. But there is a thing of you thinking about other people. Like, you know what I mean? Other, if you care about your country so much, what, what does it hurt to wear a mask? Mm. You know, I understand they, they connected with, Oh, is this and that agenda is connected to this, 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 and that. Okay, let's start with one thing right now. Is let's try to uh, bring this, this, these numbers down, even though a lot of them are fake, but there is a lot of people getting affected by this shit. Yeah. But 
I'm a, I'm a mask guy. Not that I think you should. Uh, you have to wear it every. You know, um, I wear it everywhere I go. Like if, if needed, not when I'm outside by myself. But if I go into a store, I put it on. I don't see the big deal. Do you have to you down there? I mean? um, yeah, yeah. To go into stores and shit, you have to. Yeah. You know, and like I also, you know, you you know a lot about that stuff about the whole um how people think about the whole um you know the brainwashing people and you know getting people ready you know yeah. just letting people start taking control over how people live, but. Mm. You know, and over here, I see it towards that everybody's trying to fight the government, but yeah. they're hurting themselves by doing that at the moment. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, Pennsylvania is an American state. Like, Pennsylvania is fucking America. You like, know what it says when you cross into Pennsylvania on the sign? It says, America starts here. Oh, shit, does? Yeah. Yeah. But, but let me ask you, what's the word out there? So, basically, down here... It seems like they go towards the how people would look at the right handling the situation where yeah. we should have our own, you know, make our own, um, 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 what do you call it? Uh, our, make up our own minds to open our businesses and we'll yeah. take, we'll be responsible for our own things. What's the word up there? It's, it's real mixed up here. Like you could, you have that element of the people saying, oh, this is infringes on our freedoms. No one tells us to wear a mask. You you can't tell us to close or open a a, a private business. Uh, yeah. You know, it, there's those people, and then there's the people that are just like, um, listen, let's get the numbers down, let's do what they are recommending, and then see what happens. And then there's people like me. If the store says you got to wear a mask, I don't think twice. I just put a mask on, and if you don't got to wear a mask, I, I don't think twice. I just walk around with no mask. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I see the mask as like a seatbelt. Like all of a sudden, seatbelts were law. Like it yeah. said federally across the country, you have to wear a seatbelt. Why? They're not, you know, like people say, masks aren't even 100% safe or effective. Yeah. Neither are seatbelts, but you still have to wear them. Is that the same infringement on your freedom as wearing a mask in somebody's private business? I don't think so. I don't think it's a huge deal. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. I just, there's a lot of conspiracy theories and I love them. I follow all of them. I know you do. You know? Oh, yeah, that's I, I'm really interested in them. But if for a lot of people, this one doesn't make a lot of sense to me because what is the goal of the ruthless elite, the people they call they? What is their goal? Their goal is to keep us home and not shopping, not mindlessly going to the bars and drinking. Yeah. Like, so do they lose money? Their goal is for us to stop watching sports. And when we, because they used to say sports were, uh, a tactic from the elite to keep our mind off what's really going on. So now they cut out sports. So yeah. now everybody is hyper-focused on what's going on. It yeah. just seems like worldwide, if it's a conspiracy, it's a worldwide conspiracy. And Absolutely. I haven't seen any reputable world leader coming out and saying, this is some bullshit. Not one. So that makes me think, okay, there's some legitimate and real fear among people that have power that this thing could get out of hand and be very deadly. But yeah. a portion of me also thinks this is some bullshit. I just yeah. don't know I, why you know, it would be bullshit. Like what is there to gain by these people? You, there you know is one funny? thing I noticed yeah. and that's with the, with the financial help they gave a huge portion of it just went to 
really already wealthy people. And it consolidated yeah. a lot of wealth over these last few months. And yeah. uh, for sure. so there's something to be gained on that end. But there's a lot of multi-billionaires, even billionaires that are taking a big hit during this. And you yeah. figure they have power. And if this was some bullshit, they would be on it saying, you know, spilling the guts on what they know. I just, I don't know where to go with this thing. You know, people that were sick from it. I yeah. talked to Scott from Terror last night. He had it. He was Scott fucked up. It? Yeah. And he's still, he's still going through the effects from it right now. He wow. said it was really fucked up. Caused a lot of damage. I didn't know that. It. Shout out to Scott. Yo, shout out to yeah. the bird man. If you want to hear Scott's story, it's coming up on a Post-America podcast interview. He tells the whole layout where he thinks he got it. Dirty ass Ohio and those dirty motherfuckers gave him the corona. Poor Scott goes to California. But yeah. uh, Oh, shout out to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's me, some me, bullshit, yeah. man. Let me ask you this. With that being said, because I think basically the same way and a lot of my people yeah. think the same way as you. Do, do you think that our era of this of the scene i'm just speaking for our scene a, a lot of people in our age group that came up the same way we did are kind of on the same page with looking at this do yeah. you think uh the later are the later generations on, on on board with the mentality we have that okay we still play it safe but we're also questioning you think that the later generation of kids are questioning like we did you mean earlier generation like uh, yeah, the our younger? generation being, you know, we're not the first generation of this hardcore thing or, or this punk, yeah. whatever you want to call, it, you know, the our hardcore world. But there's been generations after us, you know, from you know, um, you know, the the, the next generation after the the mad balls and after the the, gotcha. the wisdoms. You know what I mean? You okay. think do those kids are, are are have that? We come again. Our era I, still had some of the. The punk rock uh, element of question authority. Punk rockers yeah. wanted to destroy when hardcore wanted to build. But yes. we all questioned. Yeah. That comes from the punk part of it. I know you what you're saying now. The kids, you think the kids now are, are still questioning and keeping it, you know, like trying to make their own um, answers for these things as much as we did? Well, I think uh, when you look at the, the guys before us, they're like hyper skeptical. Yeah. They almost don't believe nothing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Then our, our level guys are kind of like, yeah, fuck this, fuck that. Okay, maybe that's legit. I'll mind my own business on this one. I'm not too sure about that. And then a younger generation of hardcore dudes seem, when it comes to government right now, they seem very submissive to just, hey, get in line, man. But when yeah. it comes to cops, they seem ultra anti-cop. Yeah, like I mean, sure. they're attacking dudes just for like being in a picture with a cop, and that's yeah. the younger, real young dudes. So it's kind of like there's a little contradiction among the younger hardcore kids because they're so anti-cop, but kind of pro-government and government regulations, government recommendations. Like if you're a band, if Madball wanted to play a show right now, Madball would catch a ton of heat from younger hardcore kids saying that's irresponsible that's dangerous that's fucked up so not, a, yeah you know crazy. what i mean yeah, no you're right and not yeah. like going you know not like stage diving head first into a hole a crowd with a big hole ain't dangerous they, yeah you know, they, they would they, exactly. a lot of people have to yeah they they don't prioritize 
what they what's dangerous. They they, they oh this is dangerous, but yet they 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 do yeah. freaking uh, five eight balls a blow in one night, and they're fucking um mm-hmm. you know they're doing shit on a daily that could kill them. You exactly. know what I mean? Not only that, but if if there was a hardcore show to pop up. And they put their time and effort to like dissing those bands or calling out those bands, but they say nothing or do nothing to the targets or Walmarts of America. Come I agree. On, where's your priority really at? You know, I could see if they say, I'm not going to that show because I think that's dangerous, irresponsible, and they keep it moving. Hey, have your opinion. But when they're, ta- you know, it's like they say it's a foul bird that attacks its own nest. When they come at hardcore bands, Yes. For having a different opinion that's not an obscene, like, you know, white supremacy opinion, nothing like that. Then it just seems like, you know, counterproductive to me. Yeah, But I think the younger ones, yeah, they're super anti-cop. So you're like, oh, yo, they're, they're, they're going to the demonstrations. They're marching. And yeah. me as a hardcore dude, I can't lie. I love when shit gets crazy and they start burning places down. I you know, like I like when they break windows and and maybe one day I'll have to eat my words and they'll burn my house down. I'll be like, well, you know, but when they're burning a CVS down, when they're burning down uh, some bank, when they're when they're breaking the windows of a police precinct, I can't, I, uh, I gotta admit, you know, I like that shit. I I know what you mean, and in some ways I know what you mean, and I like to I like to see kids rebel. I like to yeah. see kids that when you're young that you're fighting for something that's real. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have a real cause and you're, and you're, and you're executing it. Yeah. But my point is this. We could take it back to a pedophile or to um, um, a, a straight-out mass murderer or whatever. Why nobody's going to their houses and fucking ripping these people out of their houses and fucking showing yeah. them what time it is or where you should go and where you really belong? Let's start with the gutter first. You know yeah. what I mean? My whole thing is I hear you. Go against the CVS and whatever, but yeah, but yeah, we rock Nikes. Yep, mm-hmm. we have a champion hoodie on. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, I hear, you know, you're taking money from the corporate people, but are you? You know, they, they, yes. they're, they're you're insured. organizing a, a, a protest on an iPhone. Exactly, you know I mean? and, and let me ask you: Do you think people would be protesting the way they do without iPhones or having a fucking Insta feed? It you would think? be impossible. So there's gonna always be hypocrisy we could point it out anywhere we could find what's your most perfect vision and outside of black sabbath we could find hypocrisy anywhere black sabbath in the church the yeah in the church in the banking system in the oil industry anywhere you could find hypocrisy and even among protesters you could find hypocrisy that's easy we could find hypocrisy and you know in yeah. the in the oval office everything it's easy but yeah, who is willing to yeah. go into the streets and do something? I give them a pass then for the hypocrisy. Yeah, you're wearing your Nikes. Yeah, you made the call on Instagram or Facebook through your iPhone, which was built by basically modern day slaves. I get it, <laughs> but it's I'm something that to the rhythm instead of total contentness. You know what I mean? Because you before this, it it's seemed true. everyone was totally content. Definitely. Do whatever you like. As long as I got something to do, I could complain about it a little bit, but there's no way I'm leaving my house to do something about it. Now, literally millions of people took to the street. Whether you think the cause is good, bad, legit, I'd like to see it, you know? Yeah, proactive. Yeah. You know what's crazy? That as a kid, I hated politics. Mm. You know, like I, like I understood it, but I was like, I never really gave a fuck about it. And were you always into politics as far as like, even in, in a small level? 
not yeah. till like the I watched the news. thing came. I like the I, I watch the news like people watch the NFL. I watch all of it. The real right wing stuff, real left wing stuff. It's like entertainment to me for whatever reason. I could see when people say, Oh, I had enough of this news, it's bugging me out. I can't for some reason it just didn't bother me, but I did like it. I wanted to see what this guy said. And then the next guy says about the same topic, something totally different. Then they bring out their experts, and the experts are reputable people with degrees, and they find one guy to back their version, and another guy. It's crazy. So you you cannot find any, like, really comforting, easy-to-digest truth anymore because someone yeah. can contradict and say, oh, no, this guy's an expert, too. He says that's bullshit. And then your head is spinning. So I always loved the news. Then the conspiracy stuff, you know, I started, like, maybe yeah. – 25 years ago and i was like yo yeah during that time i saw so many calls for a big thing to happen the end of the world to happen the government to yeah. do something crazy and it just never came outside of 9-11 you know yeah I mean? you you know what um what opened my eyes to a lot of that shit that got me as far as the, into the conspiracy was shout out to carl and earth crisis mm. but when we were on tour with them years ago he told me, yo, you got to read this book, Behold, Behold the Pale White Horse. Yeah. Then that, you know, that opened up the world and got my brain thinking of stuff that I always I, I kind of wondered about. Yeah. But, all right. Now, let me ask you this. With all this shit going on, you've been writing music. You say you guys been working on music. Yeah. Does, nonstop. Does, are the, is the new tracks have anything to do with the stuff going on now or they're just songs you've been wanting to do like do you think the situation now gave you a little bit of fire for these new songs musically yeah but i lyrically we're we're like not to that point yet so a couple you know like we do all the music first then we get lyrics together almost i'd say 90 percent of the lyrics are from our our singer so until i hear what he's got i'm not too sure but i'm sh it's you know knowing him yeah it's going to be topics of the day you know what I mean? I'll write some stuff that will definitely coincide with what's going on. So I don't know where he is really with lyrics right now, but I imagine yeah, it's good. But musically, yeah, musically inspired by what I'm hearing. I'm not yeah. like writing real heavy, crazy stuff for some reason, a little more melodic than normal. But it's almost like I like to do almost opposite of what's going on at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is what I wanted. I was going to ask you anyway, and you kind of talked about it, that you're doing a little stuff more melodic. You guys always had a weird, that's the thing I loved about you, you guys, that the, your influences, if it was metal or if it was, this is what I'm going to tell you, or something else, it was never the typical metal mix with the typical other mix in your style. I always heard a more, and it's funny because I heard you guys talk about skins and oil music. I always took the melodic part of wisdom as being more towards towards the oi than towards the straight punk rock. I'm an oi guy if I hadn't listened. I, you know, I wasn't a punk dude. I loved oi. Yeah. And I always heard oi and hardcore mixed with some of the tracks that you guys did. Where did that influence come from? Because I know you're also a more, you know, Guns N' Roses type of maybe Metallica type, you know, yeah. um, in general guitar kind of guy. Where did that influence come from? And am I right by saying the oi or you guys felt that it was more towards the old traditional punk? 
style. Yeah, if if you hear oi, that's like you know, yeah, we're we're more when we write influenced by oi. I I used to love like a a band called Nine 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 way back in the day. A band called The Crack. A band Who else? Know, The Crack. They're called The Crack. And then of course Coxbar, who I always said is one of the great songwriting bands ever. You know what I mean? But then there was so much crappy oi that I didn't get into the oi scene. But I did the same with punk. I would like just certain punk bands that, to me, did it the best. And I didn't get into the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because writing oi songs, always, comes, it comes more natural with a guy like Joe's voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always threw him some oi-flavored stuff here and there. And then once he, he was like... I, I thought you, you, know, you know what's crazy is that I didn't start dissecting your music till a little later, and I think Evan was already in the band when I started like dissecting it. So yeah. I used to say, "Oh, I think that influence must come from Evan because I know he liked that type of stuff. You know, he liked a lot of more melodic. I didn't know that that stuff was also you." Yeah, I, well, you know what? Evan is more like a real actual into punk. Like he loves punk stuff, West Coast punk stuff. He was in that band, Big Wig. Yep. Him and Joe had a, a punk, like old school hardcore punk band called Feeble. Uh, he was in a punk band called The Overdrives. So he he's a punk dude. If you do hear punk, it might be some some Evans influence. But as far as Oi, I do. I bite off the bands that I loved. If anybody hasn't heard The Crack, listen to The Crack because they wrote a lot of great songs. Everybody knows Cox Bar, how they write. And then... Uh, and then the band 999, which I don't know if you would consider them oi. Maybe they were like pre-oi. Mm -hmm. But when I was a little kid, I don't know how I came across them, but I was listening to this band all the time. And it's kind of they're kind of like a weird band, but I think it's like an early version of oi from England, you know? Yeah. But no, I can't I say the oi scene did it, but those those bands, those oi well, bands. Well, well, yeah, definitely. I know you wouldn't have to be in the scene but i was i never knew that that influence came from you because i heard the oi stuff in it more than than on a punk side of it and i'm more of an oi guy so i always bugged yeah. out and that's the, the thing i always liked about you guys and if you guys mix metal it wasn't the typical metal it was more an era of metal that you use a specific era of metal that's yeah. what mad Bull would do we, yeah. we would mix judas priest and, and like black sabbath and James Brown, that's Madball. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? Like in Raw Deal. That's what made Madball up. And when I heard you guys, I heard a certain era of thrash and a certain era of even oi. And again, we came up this very, very similar. So I was wondering who was who in the mix for all yeah. that stuff. For like, yeah, I guess uh, we all we all like some oi, but uh, yeah, like if it's something like one of our songs written. It's probably something I did because, yeah, I, I I just think Joe sounds good over Oi style riffs, and I try to throw him the keys around his voice and this and that. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, that's good. That's me I, this, some of those bands. And now, but this is what I love about what makes hardcore up. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's yeah. a lot of the a lot of people also try in our world. They try to shit on metal. Yet there's no New York hardcore without metal because if it wasn't for yeah. Discharge, you know, mixing English, you know, punk with English metal, we wouldn't get That's that. That's probably one of the sound. key, key bands for that whole crossover, right? Hands gotta be down. Shout out to Terry Bones. That's that. That's to me one of the what's considered 
a, a real um, 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 one of the real nucleuses of what hardcore is in my book, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Because as you know, I'm not a Ramones guy. I never liked the Ramones. I always thought they were goofy. And I know everybody's going to say, yeah, they're the first this, the first that. Well, the first dude to make music, I'm not going to relate to him because he was a caveman hitting two rocks together. You know, we want to go listen, back to what's at the end. The Ramones aren't that far removed, though. Listen, You're going like, are you kidding me? The Ram You know, let me, I'll tell you this straight up. When I hear them, I feel embarrassed. <laughs> and I have nothing to do with it. Like, oh it makes God. me feel goofy. Because I could see the goofy kind of feel good fun element to it, but they write catchy good songs, and they were a big influence on the people that would eventually influence. And so was the Beatles, and who you don't like, but yet no, I don't like. I, but exactly, but I get and why they, people like them. And they influenced the the greatest band in the world, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Again, I hate the Ramones, but I understand their spot in our history there you go but, that's, that's good but that's good. also american history has a lot of shit that we're not proud of like yeah. the confederate slavery flag. the ramones the confederate yeah, flag. Like exactly <laughs> same shit same shit all right so let me ask you this who are the four faces and meaning four bands of the hardcore rock mount rushmore who's your mount rushmore you had to pick four four right now you know in general like oh whatever they don't have to right. okay the right now, the low, look at the Lower East Side has a mountain that pops up, and yeah. stigma, and, and, and we got a, and Luke's up there with his construction crew about to chisel these yeah. fucking faces. Who's gonna be the four bands of that Mount Rushmore of ours? For me, it's simple. Agnostic Front, that's the first one. You go Agnostic Front. You go Sick of It All. You go Madball, and you go Terror. Thank you for me. Oh. That's oh, my doing? that's my kind of hardcore. And the fact that you know, a lot of like the first three bands basically shared members with other projects and with Craig being an agnostic front and then you know and a kind of agnostic front setting off Madball's path. And I was just talking to Armand the other day and he mentioned how and it made me put Madball into more of a perspective because I always thought Madball, and it is, was like my generation stuff. And he was like, oh, well, when we were first coming up, it was really just, for the most part, us and then Madball hitting these circuits in, in Europe and doing it. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, Madball's kind of, I was like, they came up with you guys more? He's like, well, yeah, a little after, but really that was our generation. And I'm like, wow, yeah. Like, I, for some reason, I always put Sick of It All farther back. I do too because um yeah I you know we used to pay to go see them well we used to sneak in to go see them yeah but but he put it in a little perspective though like wow Madball's been kicking it like that and no wonder I put them in, in that category but those are the four bands easy and I got to give Terror props because relentless work ethic Kelly's, and yeah. I think their newest album is their best album and that's yeah. usually a rare thing you know what I mean. Yeah, Without no, we even... talked about it a lot. You know, we talked a lot, and that's the thing I love about Terror, that um, the work ethic, and I also like, yo, the music just bangs you over the head. Like, they're vet, yeah. they, they keep the, they sound good, they play good, and they yeah. rep their shit, you know? They live that shit. That's why I got a lot of love for them, and I love, you know, they're great players. I always yeah. love playing with them, you know what I mean? And, they're great and no to gimmicks, watch. you know what yeah, I mean? No, no, no gimmicks. No, for sure. No strain off the path. Oh. Oh, this is what's popping now. Let's try that. Oh, this? No. They yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds what, like terror. 
And again, that's what I love because, again, Vogel and all those guys are like you, me, and whatever. We grew up with the same kind of morals and the same kind of, yeah. uh, you know, we, we make similar choices in how we want to be, rep, how we want to represent and what 100%. we want to be associated yeah. with. Now, um, let me ask you this. So, post-America, this is a question I had about the podcast. So, everybody who's listening to this, you're definitely going to know the post-America podcast. That's one of my favorite podcasts. Let me tell you, that shit, I listen to you motherfuckers you. all the time. So I know the whole shit anyway. That's why little by little, <laughs> I'm going to pull your cart in oh, the day. Come shit. shit. <laughs> like, you eating meat. You know, we went through that whole shit and all that. Oh, my God. Ancient history is bringing No, but let me ask you this. And I know a little bit of it, but how did you get the name? What made you decide, like, when you came up with that name, like, I know, you know, you guys have a, a, a you definitely talk about, um, a lot of the, the state of, of the world in general and, you know, like with the conspiracies and everything, mm -hmm. that name, break it down real quick. Like what, how did you come up with it? And what's your, your explanation of that name? Um, we all would listen to that crazy guy, Alex Jones, when we'd be on long van trips, Black going to shows. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones is a crazy people. Like we'll probably, be upset that we even listen to the guy but we've been listening to him and other people for 20 years and we just you know it just is what it is and he mentioned one time post-america and then he was talking so he's like post-america it's a new america it's gonna be this it's gonna be that it's, everything we knew from the past will be done blah blah post-america that you know this way is coming it's gonna be what we thought of america is all dead and then there's this and then we like always thought, wow, that's dope. And then I heard it in a rap song. Somebody said Post America. Wow. And then I said, oh, fuck it, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then when we were going over names for the podcast, I just threw it out there. And the guy said, all right, let's do it. Post America podcast. And uh, a lot of people don't think twice. They just say it. But yeah, what it means is kind of like we're living in a time where we're like me, our generation, we were born in America but we might not die in that, that kind of place that we were born in, especially now. living through 9-11 and then yeah. this stuff pops off. It's a very different place than the place me and you were kids in. You That's know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So it's, a, it's like a, the new, you know, the new, the new America, the America after what we were born in, you know? How long now you had the podcast going and how many episodes do you guys got now? Like, I forgot I looked the other day. I know it was like... We got over 100, but... We've been going for like years, but yeah. we are so half-assed with it. You know what I mean? Like I just because every because Joe started working again, and we were doing we weren't doing this face to face like we used to. Joe couldn't get his shit working on his computer, so I just busted out a couple interviews, just one on one with dudes, yeah, just to keep keep it going. But uh, only a little over a hundred. But I mean, we probably been going for like. I don't know how many years, six years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's yeah. great. And, and, and again, you know, it's hard to be consistent, but you guys are even with your little gaps, you guys jump on board again real quick. That was my problem in the past. But the difference is from when I had the smoking word back in the day was the technologies up. Like now we're doing this on Zoom. Yeah. We have a visual and we have a decent feed. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it's always better in person. Yeah. But. This is, you know, this is just as good. And it's, it's, it's a simpler format to put something out there. And, yeah. um, and back I in would, the day, you weren't doing a, a, like over the phone or over computer interview without top notch equipment. Exactly. Like you just went, everything had to be face to face. So it was real hard. But yeah, like this does make that aspect easier 
it's still great to be face to face, but I'm, gl- I'm glad you're doing it. Cause when you had yours going, we loved it. And like yeah. I said, that one particular episode cool. goes in my top episodes yeah, of any podcast of all time. Yeah. You, you were just giving him the right questions. Yeah. No, was. yeah, no, that one, I, I'm, I'm definitely proud of that too. Cause I was ba- basically introducing my boy to the world and I wanted everybody to you know were. the yeah. in and outs and from who he, how he looked. Cause we couldn't give a visual. Now we got mm-hmm. a visual with stuff and whatever. And, and, you know, I wanted, you know, me, uh, you know, we, we love talking shit and we love, um, um, what do you call it? Going in. We love going real deep and digging in yeah, when we yeah. find something we like, we dig in, we dig in. Yeah, so real. this is what, you know, bringing this back. I said, I'll bring it back when I know I could do it semi consistently, which is my plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's a great platform and shit just to keep everybody informed in our bands, what we're doing. Yeah, you know, and all that stuff about podcasts, you know, and also, you know, uh, bringing the people into, you know, being a fly on the wall, you know, at our yeah, And listen, nobody else looks out for hardcore. Nobody promotes it. Facts. There's nowhere to hear it unless you, you find it yourself. There's nobody talking about it. There's no news about it. So this, you know, having podcasts, that's that's like our way of doing our thing. We're our own newscasters of our own yeah, scene. Exactly. It's something extra that, you know, we didn't have before. You know, we had zines for a while for us, by us. Now we got yep. these things. You know, if nobody's going to put do it, we'll do it. And you got and you guys understand it because you do it the same reason we do. We don't do it for money. Nobody paying us. If you want to pay us, that's great. But yeah, we man. do it because it's like we're reaching out to extended friends and family or future friends and family members that need to get put on people forget if you're not talking about it or you're not um, um uh, keeping the history alive or 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 your thoughts if you don't keep um um um, um what you call it feeding them they, mm-hmm. they don't become nothing and if we're not throwing them into other minds so they could ping pong shit back the next generation is still going to be smarter than us they're not going to be always better than us but they're going to yeah. have uh, if they if they're brought up with our mentality and the new mentality, they're just gonna be ten times better than we both than we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, and know, you especially know what? With the scene. Yeah. Early on, we come back. We come back from a tour. Let's say we did something with you guys or Agnostic Front or Sick of It All or something, and people would be like, "Yo, how was that tour? Dope. How are those guys? Oh, yeah. they're cool, cool dudes. Oh yeah, what's up with this? And be like, oh man, kind of like okay, dudes are like listening to them." just like I am, but they don't know, you know, kind of know. So exactly when we first had guys on like, you know, Danny from biohazard or Vinny stigma or, you know, that people are like, Oh shit. Like we knew this guy was a character, but this was great just to hear him like this, yeah. you know, not just a couple segments between songs and, you know, on a random Saturday night, but you know, you, you get to know these dudes better and these dudes are all the bands that we loved. And we were like, yo, these dudes are great. Everybody's got to hear them. And then not that our thing is so big, but random dudes would hit me up from all over the world, Australia, Germany, Netherlands, Japan, and be like, this guy, that guy, so cool. Oh, I heard about this, blah, blah. And it's, it's, it's like extra. So it's almost like, it's like a living, breathing zine. Yeah. That's what we had back in the day. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. I never thought about it like that, but it is, it's, it it is, it's a breathing zine. Yeah. Any, any new kid out there, right there, you got the name of your new podcast, the breathing zine. Yeah. Right. You know, boom. But um, um let me ask you this. Who wins in a cage fight? The Ramones or the cast of Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, come on, dude. Ah, listen, listen, oh Joey, Joey Ramones reach. 
his <laughs> yeah. reach alone, like he man. can take a lot of people. Look. These are Queens brothers you're talking about, Look, man. You know, it put Queens on the map. I know they went to Forest Hills. You know what we used to do at Forest Hills? We used to go to that school to beat the kids up. Oh, come That's on. what kids from Newtown used to do. Yo, they did a worldwide poll. They said, the, <laughs> who are the most influential people from Queens? It was the Ramones and then Nas. And, and Paul Simon. Uh, <laughs> I made Craig's, that up. I made that up. Craig Satari. I know you made it up. <laughs> Craig Satari put himself on a list. Of course he did. Yo, shout out to Craig for inventing everything. Yo, um, Craig, we, we just did an interview with Craig. It's up. If people want to hear Craig's first experience with Black Sabbath, listen to that. And what yeah. his brother and his friends did to him, they should be arrested for that. I heard. I heard it. And you, you guys got to check out the Post-America podcast and you got to hear that because nowadays there would have been people in jail. There would have been fucking on the front page of a fucking of every newspaper, <laughs> totally. right? Yeah, Think yeah. about it. And, and we would have been like those look, pieces of shit. Those but look, it, it didn't look. It, it didn't I do didn't no damage. Do look how great them Craig turned out. He turned yeah, out he's mentally great. Same. Yeah, he's <laughs> well, he's almost really. he's almost normal. Well, he's and he's a, he's almost normal and a yes. lot not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy shit. At least we're on the same page with Black Sabbath, though, right? Yeah, no, Black Sabbath is king. They're my favorite band in the world. Them in the in the Jackson Five. Those are really? the two. Well, I love them. I love Motown. But Black Sabbath, they're king. They're my Beatles. They're my Led Zeppelin. They're my what? All that. Because you know what? Black Sabbath is the first metal band. It's the first punk band. It's the first hardcore band. It's the first doom metal band. Yep. It's the first thrash band. It's every. It's all of that. And the fact you, you said when you were trying to diss me on the Beatles, because you know I hate the Beatles. It's true. Sabbath loved the Beatles. And I love that Ozzy thinks that they sounded like the Beatles. That's I love that because it shows how crazy he is. Like, He's like a yellow clown. submarine compared to Black Sabbath or War Pigs. Like, come on, Ozzy. What, what's wrong with you? If, if you took a cuckoo clock and he smashed it with a hammer, that's what's yeah. inside Ozzy's head. Yeah, dude. But, but he's the greatest it's because his swag of being so not knowing what's going on. Carefree, careless. Yeah. It gave yeah. it swag. Sabbath was never... Uh, sonically perfect which mm -hmm. made them perfect they yeah. have a wobble from not being tight but that's them being super tight where they're letting the music breathe that's why you have a good good head bop a good pulse yeah this is the thing with music people don't understand and as Sab a bass player you gotta love sabbath absolutely and it's because of that you know and it's um uh instruments are alive when you let that shit breathe you know it talks if you mm -hmm. don't, it dies and it sounds stale. That's why why bands to this day are trying to sound like Black Sabbath. So yeah. you know that they're the kings. Now Fuck I gotta the Ramones, ask Black Sabbath does everything. Black Sabbath is the kings. I you know you know I give Ramones props, but I gotta ask your bass player. I see you. I see Gallo. I see Craig. I see all of these. They plug their bass in. It's ready to go. It sounds great. And then meanwhile, our guy. Evan, he's messing around with his. He changes every day. It's a new setting, a new sound. He he can't get it right. What is going on? And then I look at your gears. One little thing. One little thing. He's got all these pedals. Could you help this guy out? Send him an email, something. Straighten you know him out. Tell him is. how to do the bass. It, it, it's I call it Satari syndrome. That they already have a great sound that they could get with one knob, but they decide to make life harder and connect more shit that might have more room for error to just mm -hmm. basically get the same great sound they already had. 
Yeah, to go back to the starting point after six pedals and uh, <laughs> basically, and and people forget a bass should sound like what a bass. A bass. That's why you got a guitar. A guitar yeah. should sound like a guitar. A yeah. bass should be a bass. And being a and, bass player in a band with one guitar player at all, it's it's more of a responsibility. Oh, by far, because yeah. you can't hide as much as we usually could hide. Yeah, no, and not even hiding, but like if you got two guitars and then and then the bass. It's kind of like, okay, there's room now. But when you're just the bass and then that's that one rhythm guitar and sometimes he goes off and plays octaves and a yeah. little lick and then the bass is there. So for like you guys and Sick of It All, it all. Yeah. the single bass, that's, you know, that's key, man. Yeah, it's very hard, you know, um, because whoever you got on guitar got to be a killing it also because mm -hmm. it's hard to compete with two guitars. If you're not tight, it's not going to sound as full. Yeah. two guitars, so you always got to be a little extra tight, a little bit more. Your so overall sound gotta work more. Like yeah. Craig, ha Craig had a, a good explanation of a band that I say to this day. The 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 the, the it's like a bed. A band is like a bed. Mm. The drums and bass are like the mattress. They're the, you know they're the firm, the bottom the that holds everything up. The yeah. guitarist. Is the thin sheet that lays? Oh no, no! The guitar's the pillow, baby. That's the pillow. And the singer sleeps on the bed. Ah, <laughs> oh, I like that. that. All right. Yeah, that Satari's the best. You could ask yeah. him about the swollen thumb packed in ice, but that's another story. Oh shit! But, but okay, let me tell you this because I also don't want to keep you here all day. What's up with the band? What's what's coming up with the band and what's coming up with the podcast? Podcast. We, yeah, we got uh. Uh, we just put out Craig yesterday. We talked to Craig plenty of times in the past, but this was a good one, you know, because he gives it. He didn't really open up on what he truly believes about what's going on. He's a little timid, but we just did a, we put one out yesterday with Craig. We got one coming up with Armand and Armand's a very serious guy. I recommend people check out Armand because he's kind of hard. He's very, he's very, uh, he's very sheltered as far as on his purposely, you know, he's guarded. And he opened up a little bit. And we got one coming up with Scott where he talks about uh, his dealing with the coronavirus, all the issues. Yeah, We're going to keep putting those out. As far as the band, we did a split with Sharp Shock, like I told you. That'll be out in September. One cover song, one original piece. And then right now, currently, just writing for the next album. Hopefully, we're getting emails like you guys, potential, hey, maybe you want to tour in December. Hey, maybe you want to tour in February, but you almost can't really yeah. commit to anything because we don't we don't know for sure, you know. And where they find the podcast at, let everybody know. Uh, Post America Podcast. Just Google that. It's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Instagram is at Post America Podcast. There's a Facebook page, I think. Usually, I think Joe does most of that stuff. But, uh, you know, me, Joe, and Chris do the podcast. When one of us can't do it, another guy might do it solo here and there, just two guys, but we keep it going. It's Hell been yeah. going for years, and we we get a lot of good feedback, man. And It's great. Lately, I, I, I appreciate that, that, man. Shit. When we've been going out, kids have been talking to us and coming up and talking about They're saying things we said on the podcast. I'm like, what's this crazy dude talking about? <laughs> like one, one dude came up to me, he's like, bikers are feminine, huh? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe. What, what's the really talk? He's like, whoa, you that's what you said on your... Yeah. You I was like, oh, back. shit. I, you're going to have skinheads, archaeologists fucking you up. You're going to yeah. get bum rushed by a, a I got to keep in mind the dumb shit I say because, yeah, it's going to come and bite me in the ass at some point. 
But yeah, but no, but good shit. And like I was telling you before, and I want to let everybody listening now too. Eventually, I want to get Joe, and then I want to do another one with the whole squad with Chris yeah. and everybody, and we could do that with the Zoom shit. And then we yeah. want to put out a collab T-shirt to keep shit rocking and and give every, let everybody get down with the movement. Mm-hmm. Richie, good looking out. Thank you for jumping on this. This is my first one back. I needed a good shit talker, and you know you got a fucking my man. trophy in that. Ah. And um, yo, shout out to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Smash that like button. Check out the Post America podcast. The Smoking Word. We out. <laughs>